Podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman Stubbs. Guys, and welcome to another episode of the Do Back Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me today is Josh Semish. Is that how we say it? Shamish. Shamish, okay. Uh, and today is March 5th, 2019, and this is episode 50 of the Do Back Discussion Podcast. We are halfway to 100 people already. Wow. But, quick before we get into this week's little... Uh, interview just a friendly reminder that the do back discussion podcast is part of the do back discussion podcast network and you can also find it on itunes spotify and google play also find great podcasts such as the hall of heroes podcast your source for comic book news theories and reviews the gormore podcast your source for horror movies news theories and reviews and the bantha babble podcast which is your kid-friendly show for star wars lore and much more uh so, also, www.dobackscussion.net for everything nerd. But, on to today. Josh. Yes, sir. How was your week, buddy? It's going pretty good, man. I'm working on my third man cave of uh, in the last six weeks. So, good times. Hell yeah. Not Star Wars, though, this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, our first question on the old docket here is, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name's Josh Shamish. Um, aside from being a Leo and liking walks on the beach, I <laughs> own a contracting and property management company named First Order. And yes, it is after Star Wars because I am the new contracting empire in my area <laughs> of Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Hashtag shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Yes. Uh What's your first memory of Star Wars? Um, my first movie that I saw in a theater was Return of the Jedi Excellent. in 83. Yes. For a friend Jeff's fifth birthday. <laughs> and I, I was four here on Main Street in Bloomsburg at the old movie theater. And it just started from there. Um, my older brother... He's five years older than me, had everything. And obviously, as kids, that's just what you got, whether you saw the movies or not. In the early 80s, it was Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So it just, you know, how can you not fall in love with it? Oh, um, I, I more than anyone understand you completely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, who was your favorite character and why? Uh, you know, for me, definitely all the bounty hunters, but Boba Fett, I just like the look. I like the coolness. I like the expanded universe story with him. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the tie-ins to all the characters, you know, he's, uh, 
just his look, you know, alone. Yes. All his, all the figures, all the deluxe sets, all, you know, anything and everything with him. It's just, I really enjoy. He is really, one of the really highest like selling it. figures. Uh, Mando sell. Uh, I'm, I myself as a big Boba Fett fan, I got him tattooed on my left arm here. Uh, <laughs> Nice. Uh, how do you feel about his representation in the Clone Wars? Uh, like a kind of his upbringing with uh, Aura Singh and uh, Bosk and stuff like that. It, it was really cool. But really what I was looking forward to, which I think they kind of put a halt to, mm-hmm. was what was going to happen after Solo. You know, because mm-hmm. you felt this whole tie-in coming. And now, you know, they put the kibosh on everything. It's it's really a bummer. Um I was really excited to see them continue his story on the big screen, you know, yes. with the whole Jabba tie-in. And then, you know, him and Han battling it out in their beef. But then to finish that trilogy, Obi-Wan coming to whip Darth Maul's ass. Like, that would yes. have been I think amazing. the way that end. this is how I thought a solo trilogy would end. Like we'd have the first two movies, and then the third one would actually show him dropping Jabba's, uh, what is it? Uh, his his load, I would say. And uh, <laughs> the movie would end with him walking into Mos Eisley, and the screen goes black as soon as he sits down, and you hear Greedo talk, and then the credits roll. Yeah, man. Right. Yep. Full circle. Just- Absolutely. <laughs> Full you circle. know, Darth Maul's finally gone. Yep. We know where Obi-Wan's at. We know where Solo is. Everything. Like, total completion, easy to do, and just total fanboy goodness on stage, uh, you know, on the screen. It, it just – oh, well. <laughs> and we, we talked about, like, the uh, the possibility of an Obi-Wan-Darth Maul uh, – conflicts in like a live action setting and i don't think that would ever happen primarily because it's already been done in dame Filo- in dave filoni's art style during rebels and i feel like mm-hmm. they wouldn't remake something like that you know what i mean like it was perfectly done to begin with the, the scene was effective it brought that whole story arc full circle especially something as confusing as maul uh <laughs> yeah because to the Holy cow to the fucking casual maul's dead unless you saw solo but to us, like Maul, Maul's just like this continuously badass character from episode one all the way until episode like pre episode four ish type thing. Yep, it's it's just crazy because like I, the first day uh, my aunt texted me after seeing Solo and she's like, "Why the fuck is Maul alive?" I was like, "You fucking casual." I'm just kidding. But uh, I had to explain explain to her like he didn't die. She's like, well, "I saw him get cut in half." TJ and I was like, "No, like he's alive still." Like. He's alive. Yeah. He's alive. This dude's got robot legs. (laughs) Just like Boba Fett's alive. He's alive. (laughs) Uh, George Lucas did say that, and they did find his armor in uh, the Aftermath novels. Yeah. I mean, I I have this really great – I forget who did the painting, but it's him just coming out of the Zarlacc, you know, and then it was that whole expanded universe story of, you know, like he was in there and blew the the rest of his rocket pack out, killed the Zarlacc, and then eventually he's the one that kills Chewbacca. Okay. And then, you know, Han takes him out years later, but... I don't know. What a great story. I thought like, Chewbacca oh. dies in the expanded universe by getting crushed by a planet. Oh, you know, <laughs> I didn't read that one. Oh, it was something <laughs> prime. Yeah, there was a there was a commercial for the book, I think, on TV. And like 
it started an uproar because they killed off a legacy character. And if we know anything about modern Star Wars, it is a big no-no to kill off a legacy character, even if that motherfucker's Admiral Akbar. I mean, yeah. <laughs> God, I just I just picked up the. 12-inch collector's edition of Akbar this week. I was Hell pretty yeah. excited That's to cool. add that into my collection. <laughs> so yeah. what was your fa- – actually, it's a good segue into the next question, which is what was your favorite toy as a kid? The AT-ATs. I, the, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. hands down, an AT-AT. And what's funny is, is I don't have one currently, mm-hmm. but it's on my hit list. Um you know, the guns, the whole setup, just, you know, and, and, you know, Empire's my favorite out of them all. Yes. And just all of Hoth battle is amazing. Yes. That is an incredible it's, opening sequence. I mean, yeah, it draws you in. Like, it's not slow or anything. It's kind of like they, they put the, the floor, the pedal to the floor, the whole fucking movie. Like, yeah, it just, it just doesn't let up. It, it's total action, no mm-hmm. fluff, like, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no happy ending. Shit's going down. That's right. Just, it's it's great. And, you know, so yeah, toys, add at, add at all the way. Um, yeah. Okay. And, I, and I get this, this next question a lot, actually, uh, about everything that I collect. Why do you collect? Well... So my dad grew up in New Jersey in the 50s and 60s. Okay. And his next door neighbor in his apartment building worked for Bazooka Gum. They did all the trading cards back then. Mm. So my dad had all the baseball cards, you know, Mantle rookies, all this, you know, all that jazz. Yes. And he was really into Superboy, Tales from the Crypt, Lois Lanes, all of them. Mm-hmm. When he went to college in 72, my grandma gave his entire collection away to kids in the neighborhood. Just gave it all away. Just oh thought he my. didn't need it anymore. Yeah, it's it's a pretty sore spot with him to this day. And so us as kids, he made it a point that we would collect, that it was ah, okay. I see. And so my brother would keep his toys mint, which we'll get into his collection later. I would play with all my stuff, but I kept a lot of it. Mm-hmm. He would go to flea, my dad would go to flea markets, all this other stuff, pick up stuff. You know, like I have all the original Burger King glasses, you know, that was nice. stuff that he pieced together. Um, just randoms. So, yeah, that, that started my love of collecting. And then my brother, to this day, all of the toys that we got for Christmas is Transformers Series 1, G.I. Joe's, all the video games, everything he kept. So my brother's toy room is his garage that he walled in. <laughs> and it's TJ... It's it's Toys R Us in 1986. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, oh. it, it, it is a thing of beauty, mm. you know. Um, original set of Star Wars figures. Mm-hmm. 
I think he looked, I don't know, probably 10 years ago before Power of the Force like really dropped hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like 700 and some odd figures. He was 30 short yeah. of having everyone mint in a box in another box. It's, it's, it's awesome. We're so it's just very encouraged in our family. Mm-hmm. And now it's been passed down to generate, you know, to our kids that this is what we do. And we've sucked them in. It's incredible. <laughs> my, my, my daughter, uh, she, she's caught the bug just from being around me. She's got a pretty incredible Funko pop collection. Uh, she nice. She does everything from wacky wobblers to the act to the vinyl pops to Funko pops. It's it's, it's pretty impressive, and she keeps track of everything too. Like she she understands. Mm. Yeah, she's very meticulous about it. She was that way with Ninja Turtle toys. Uh, we did a first wave Ooh. of Ninja Turtle toys, uh, and then after that, it just got to the point where they would in the in the turtle boxes they send booklets, you know. And they have mm-hmm. a little checklist. So it became a mission to check off all these things and to bug the shit out of me until everything was checked off. So now we have like 40, 40, 42 or something uh, Ninja Turtle action figures in a box in her room that don't get played with because she moved on to freaking Funko Pops. Uh, <laughs> wow. So How old is she? Nine. Well, she's going to be <laughs> nine. Yeah. It, it's It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> And this is the same uh, kid that comes out and makes sure that, that all my figures are standing up and then fixes them if they're not. Like, I don't even have to make, do maintenance anymore. She's got me. That's a that's a beautiful thing, man. It is. Uh, this is the same kid that sits there and watches horror movies while we record the horror podcast. Like, <laughs> she'll, have, <Yeah. laughs> she'll have headphones t- on and she'll sit right behind me. <laughs> I let Tatum watch Pet Cemetery. And it was not the parental move of the year in my house. Oh, uh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know, she was all like a badass about the shining. Like, uh-huh. oh, that was nothing. And I was like, all right. We'll step this up. Cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Because Zelda in Pet Cemetery is a local actor from here in Bloomsburg. Really? Yeah. And he does. At our local theater company. But yeah, he was Zelda. And, <laughs> but I was like, honey, he's a local guy. You've seen him. And no, it didn't matter. Did not matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, mommy mommy wanted to punch daddy in the face that night. So A week after my daughter's first Friday the 13th, uh, she was very, <laughs> very addicted to, my, to uh, Jason Voorhees kills to the point where she would reenact <laughs> them on things. Like she came in one day and she's like, you know that thing when he like stomps on people's heads and she's like trying to reenact it to me. I was like, you shouldn't be doing this, but this is so cool. Like, <laughs> well, as long as she doesn't like hit a guy in a wheelchair with a stick and push him down a flight. Of right, stairs, right. You're good, man. Yes. <laughs> now the weirdest thing I gotta deal with is her walking around with a hockey mask. Uh, <laughs> she does do that quite Maybe frequently. Man, but... Hey, what are you going to do? Right. Uh, so, uh, this isn't on the docket, but what do you say your most valuable uh, pieces? Uh, uh, huh. Good question. I would probably say at this point, oh, man, the Ewok Village with the whole scene, you know, all the figures on it. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. That's that's probably worth some money. Um, I've got the theater promotional book from 77 that they used to sell Star Wars to theaters to tell what to tell the theater owners what it was about, you know, who was in it. Um, and that's kind of rare. But uh, and then you saw the one item the t-shirt from the promotional of the podcast on Facebook, that's kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. And um, now if I, I don't have a COA to prove it, I'm sure I could get it, mm -hmm. but that I'm sure there's not too many of those around anymore. Um, for those who didn't see it, it's the t-shirt that was handed out the last day of production in 77 um, by Lucasfilm. So just Incredible. a star Wars shirt. And that's uh, pretty valuable to me, you know. Excellent. My big, my big joke is to my daughter that I have all this room full of stuff, and she's gonna get fifty dollars for it when I die, and that's my last joke on her. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a big one, uh, and this is talked about. This is talked about a lot. How do you feel about the current state of Star Wars fandom? Um, and be as vulgar as sad. you need to be. <laughs> Say that again. Be, what? Be as vulgar as you need to be to describe all your feelings, because I have a burning hatred for these fake Star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, I'm the type of fan and I just I am. I love new material. Fucking right. Uh, uh. You know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, yeah, episode seven was a total ripoff of episode four, mm -hmm. but I trust J.J. Abrams and like ripoff sounds so uncreative, maybe artistic shadow. <laughs> yeah, there you, go. there you go. It was, you know, listen, I was there opening night. I grabbed my buddy's thigh and said, here we go. Another trench run, baby. Like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Uh, you know, when up. Darth Maul came on scene in Solo, mm -hmm. I looked at my same buddy and said, I'm going to need a new pair of shorts, which right? the entire theater, you know, heard. As soon as I saw the robot leg, I said, oh, my God. Yep. Same here, bro. I actually got up and <laughs> screamed, fuck, yeah. And the, the lady in front of me was not very happy with her kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so to hear people, you know, say how awful it is, they're mm -hmm. never going back. They're they're not fans and, and that's okay. You know, for me, I gotta look at it from the big picture of it's not just about the movie anymore. This is I don't know, I hate to sound cheesy about it. It's a way of life for me. It's a it's it's, right. a, it's a family affair for me. You know, both of my brothers, myself, my siblings, you know, my niece's birthday is May the fourth, Star Wars. Star Wars is Runs our way deep. of life. Yeah. You know, it's it's been a part of my life since you know, I can remember and I love new material. I get really excited for anything Star Wars. Um you know, I, it, it doesn't bother me that people don't like episode 8. Mm -hmm. I dig it. I, I you know, there's parts of it that I don't like, but you know, I um, 
I love Kylo and Ray's relationship. I think it's awesome. I, I like the banter between them. Like when he appears to her without a shirt and she's just like, really? We got to do this? Speaking of and that, did you listen to our Raylo episode? I didn't. Uh, part two is being uh, recorded tonight. Uh, okay. Jared is a very, okay, very so hardcore Raylo I get it. Guy. It's like the Benifer and... <laughs> yes, yes. I like it. <laughs> he, he sees that he sees the end of episode nine, the climax of episode nine being that they climax, if you know what I mean. Oh. Yeah, he oh. wants that. I'd be totally down for that if they're both on the dark side. Okay. That's interesting. You know? That's very interesting. So you don't think there's going to be any redemption for Ben Solo? I certainly hope not, but there probably will be, and that's okay. <laughs> Can people forgive him for the mass genocide that he has caused? We forgave Anakin when he slaughtered all the sand people and the, the Padawans and everybody else in his path. So right. I guess, you know. But we already loved Anakin because we knew who he was. Yeah. And listen, anybody that saw Seven and didn't know Kylo was coming right out and knocking Snoke out, like in the first three scenes with him, doesn't, I don't know, like didn't plan for Star Wars. When I walked out of Seven, I said, Snoke is toast. Like the, the minute he killed Han, I said, Snoke's dead immediately. And everybody's like, oh, my God, what about his storyline? Who cares what his storyline is? He's the fucking emperor. He's a throwaway character. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, we all know how we got there. Manipulation, Sith powers, yada, 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 control, money. Who cares? Let's see a real Sith master in nine. Because Ben will have his powers. Like, mm -hmm. let's do it. He's filled with some rage. Like, He's supreme leader now? Like... This guy's fucking, like, I want the Knights of Ren to come back. I want him to have a personal army, like the 501st. I just want him to come yep. in and just fucking full on. I think he does. Uh, we'll talk about that because someone said somewhere that there's a Red Stormtrooper Legion. So. Yeah, bring it on, man. Like, let's do it. Like, let's do it. Like, I want to see what this guy can do. But in the same hand, I think we're going to actually see Luke's abilities in 9. Okay. And they and I'm pretty sure Abrams made sure that Yoda had force abilities as a ghost. Yes. Shown in eight, because when Luke comes out in nine, he's going to be able to do some shit, man. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not just going to be like, well, you do have a sister and we just didn't want to tell you, you know, like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, from a certain point of view, you know, no. No, 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 no. Luke's going to come out as a badass. Granted, the only thing, my only disappointment with eight, literally out of everything, besides Canto Blight, that's a, just whatever. But the only disappointment I had was that Luke didn't take every single one of those ad ats and make a wiffle ball and throw it over the mountain with them. But, right. But also, you got to understand, <laughs> like, he was, for one, he... I don't know if you've, if you've heard this before, and I've made this joke before. Uh, I read an article not too long ago about using like Luke's – comparing Luke using the Force in Episode Eight as like a, a heroin addict using heroin. Uh, he cut himself off for a long time, and then all of a sudden he turned himself back on, injected himself with a full fresh thing of Force. He couldn't handle it. He used it all up, 
and then he died. Uh, oh, fair, fair. You know what I mean? Like he, he's sitting on that rock. He's smacking smack his right. veins and he's like, oh yeah, feel that. And, like, <laughs> and then he ODs and dies right on that rock. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, man. Binary sunset and all. Uh, <laughs> Dude, but, tell me that wasn't awesome. Oh, it though. was poetic. That's the word for it. It was poetic. It, it, like it ended how it began. With, the same with the scene of like when Ray first comes up on him and mm-hmm. they ended it with that. Just like the look in his face. Yes. Like that's that's like, dude, if you're a fan of Star Wars, it's those little pieces that are just so great. Yes. Did you also notice whenever Kylo is marching in with the snowtrooper, not snowtrooper, but the first order troopers, the overhead shot is almost the exact same shot as Anakin walking in with the 501st. Yeah. Yeah. It's three. So, yes. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's awesome. It's so, awesome. Like little stuff, man. Like yes. that people are so busy hating on a film. That, There's like, an Asian girl in this film. We can't like it. We can't like it. Dude, the like, cinematography is incredible, but this film's got an Asian girl. <laughs> Dude, speaking of cinematography in Star Wars, I think Rogue One was the best. Oh my for god! Cinematography, right? Period. Like the shots of the Death Star, like you know, coming into the sky on both of those shots. Like, whoa! And I then, will say you know, something when, though about Solo. It was very well lit. Yeah, the the oh, natural yeah. lighting choice was incredible. I like how dark it is. And if you notice, the mm-hmm. film goes from dark to bright as the as it progresses through his story. The film starts out very dark, and by the end, when we're on Savarine, the fucking you can see everything plain, plain as day. Yeah, man, and that was done on purpose. Yeah. Rogue One was tight. Yes, that scene when the HAT so comes out of the beautiful. fucking bush, out of the trees, and, and yeah, yeah, it's so incredible. You're just like, oh my god, run, run. <laughs> yeah, man, oh, it's, it's stuff like that, you know, that I I can't because I do. I'll read YouTube comments and. And all that jazz, and that's fine, you know. I just, I'm a fan, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of hate, and like, especially once again going back to on a franchise that everyone that knows Shemish mm-hmm. knows. I dig Star Wars, man, <laughs> and and a lot of my collection has come from those friends and family that are like, hey. A friend of mine went to Skywalker Ranch, and here's their pass from that day. Like, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I feel it's, you. It smells like George Lucas. No, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and and I don't know. I just I love everything about it. I love a teaser trailer. I love mm-hmm. an ending. I love. I just I love I love the the series, man. Are you not doing celebration? No. no. And what's funny is, is I've never done a celebration, which because uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I feel like you'd be very much at home, especially once uh, people see this collection of yours. Uh, I feel like uh, more people need to know about this. And hopefully uh, this podcast allows that to get out. And uh... Also, if you ever are looking for good vintage shit, my buddy uh, in Zillianopel, uh Jason Shore, uh, he has a, uh, like a store called Curio Cool. And he has in box, like you said, box in a box in a box figures. Cool. And they're all graded. Some of them not nice. graded. Oh, yeah. You can literally, he, he, uh, I know him because at the last Comic Con we did, Dubak did, uh, he was next to us. And, uh, he, he, so as people walked by, like yelling obscenities at us, 
because we said the last Jedi was good in the front of our booth. Uh, he would get the he would hear it also because by the time they were done cussing, they already passed his booth. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I walked out. He's like, "What the fuck did you do?" And he walks over. He goes, "Boy, you're asking for trouble." I said, "I don't give a shit." He's like, "You should hear some yeah, of the things man. that are being said down here." He's like, "There's a group of people down here talking about how much better piece of shit you are." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> cool man." Yeah, Any advertising good. is good advertising. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> and I could hear shit. Like I could hear people like saying stuff. I mean, hey. Haters got to hate. Like, yeah, man. And like, it's an opinion, man. Like, you know, it's my opinion. It's your opinion. I, like we've already gone over. I'm not going to even reiterate yep. it. It's just. It's just know. ridiculous. It's just someone's opinion. It means fucking nothing in hindsight. Yeah. But now, you know, like conventions and stuff like that are hard for me because I want everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want everything. And, (laughs) you know, my big expense is Disney next year Mm because I will go to Galaxy's Edge. Um, It'll be our first trip down with our daughter. Now, does your wife have uh, a firm understanding that you will not be spending most of the trip with them and that you will be spending most of the time at Galaxy's Edge? Uh, um, there, my <laughs> wife is very aware that there okay. will be multiple days at <laughs> okay. galaxy's edge, you know, but yeah. it's also cool, man, because, you know, my wife and I have been together for, uh, oh my gosh, going on 19 years. Hell yeah. And, you know, she knows that this is life mm-hmm. and I have one room in the house that's, <laughs> Mine. Yes, of course. And of course, I've snuck a trinket or two here and there throughout the rest of the house. As you should. As you should. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I have very good balance in my life today. I don't, you know. You you learn as you start collecting and stuff that, like the little ins and outs and stuff and that what you can and can't afford. And (laughs) yeah. And so, you know, last year, well, let's start from the beginning. For four years, she never saw my collection. It was in boxes. Oh. Okay. And and I told her, you know, like, this is what the boxes are. And she was like, oh, okay. And then finally, we got a place down in Pittsburgh big enough that she went to work one night and came home and I unloaded in, in the extra bedroom. And she just walked in and said, whoa. And I said, yeah, this is my world. We still cool? She was like, whatever. Just give me the rest of the house. Keep one room. And and that's what we rolled to. (laughs) And now, you know, and, and honestly, man, like I went through a lot of life changes uh, about six years ago. You know, I got sober and kicked all the drugs and alcohol but during the time of my addiction i lost a a portion of my collection you know that i had sold yeah and last year on may the 4th i went to that chain of stores in pittsburgh and they had nine locations and i went to eight and by store three, they were calling ahead to the next store saying, this kid's coming. Pull your entire Star Wars inventory. He's going to cherry pick it. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you do this on a Force um, Friday? Say that again? Did you do this on a Force Friday? Yeah, May the 4th last oh, year. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, my daughter was at school dressed like Leia, the only one dressed up for the day. <laughs> and when she came home from school, I had the truck full. My Silverado was full. Um, You know, because that was like... I had gotten everything back, you know, that I had lost in addiction. That was the last piece. And so, so from there, all from, for the remaining of the year last year, yeah, I picked up everything that I had lost. So you like the Black Series figures? Yeah, there's a few that I really like. Um, you know, we were talking favorite characters and stuff. I really like the look of Kylo. I yes. think Adam Driver's the shit. Yes. And, yes. And I really like the look of those figures. So I've grabbed some of the Black Series figures, but now I'm really going back to vintage. Um, okay. So my latest pickup was the Ewok Village from 83. Uh, with a bunch of the Ewoks, a friend of mine was at a flea market, sent me a picture of it. The price and everything was right. I said, just buy it because that's what's happening right now in my collecting. Um, friends and just friends and acquaintances are calling up like, hey, I have this. And I'll say, well, let me take a look, you know, and they know I know the values. They know I pay fair. and. You know, but I'm really trying to move back and finish sets. So then I have yes. the Jab of the Hut set from '83 that I have like six of the figures that are original on it. Like I have all the pieces for Jabba, Salacious Crumb, you know, the hookah, all mm. of that jazz. But I want the rest of the set. So I want the Rancor. I want Bib Fortuna. I want, you know, every. And and then the big one I want is the Max Rebo band, the original one. Not that I'm going to say the F word, the fucking special edition where they had that <laughs> stupid song that was, I mean, dude, the first song from the unedited, untouched was the shit. Yes. It was like the George Clinton P-Funk touchdown in Jabba's Palace. And it was fantastic. So I want the original Max Rebo band. Like that's definitely on my hit list along with the ad at so <laughs> did you see the java sail barge that went up a couple months ago yes my brother got two what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. yeah is he gonna use that as a display um, piece he'll he'll display one and keep the other one mint yeah he was really pissed off at me that i didn't get it um a it's a little too big for my space that i have and B, I was so far into what I had picked up to f- to get my collection back together. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I just couldn't do it at the time, man. It was just one five hundred dollar purchase too many. Yes. So so yeah. Does it bum me out though that I see people reselling them for twenty five hundred? It's like whatever, man. You know, you're the because real for me, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, like for me, none of my collection is for sale, yeah, ever again. You know, it had a price when you know I had issues, yeah, today it's priceless, you know, 
Um, and that's honestly how I get a lot of my good deals when I'm collecting TJ. You know, I can go to different sellers and say, dude, I'm not reselling this. Mm-hmm. It's going in this space. And you've seen pictures of my collection and they're like, oh, hell yeah, dude. You know, like I'm not trying to make any money. This is for you. I just, this is for- I just want to look at it and go, <laughs> yeah, this is your nostalgia trip. <laughs> yeah, man. Right? And like, it's mine now and I can touch it. Unlike my brothers that I wasn't ever allowed to put a finger on it. Yes. You know, <laughs> this is yours. Yeah, it's all mine. Like when I got my Jabba, I sent him a picture of it and was like, I got my own and I can touch it, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) That's excellent. So, yeah, man. So the thing that drew me to you in the first place, talk about this massive Lego collection that you built for this guy. Okay. So my friend Jason – He started in the late 90s when the set started to come out, and he bought every single Lego set, Star Wars related. Not a single other Lego set is in this collection. It is all Star Wars. Um, He has approximately, oh my goodness, close to 500 sets, and... When we met a few years ago, obviously, you know, we became best friends because we like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And and he had built all these sets and then unbuilt them and put them away in bags and, you know, sealed up and because he didn't have room. So nonetheless, he was like, oh, would you want to build any? And I was like, yeah. So he gave me the Death Star to start oh. and not the, not the re-release, like the first Death Star that was ever released. Oh, That's okay. like 11,000 bucks still in a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I built, you know, the, the Executioner or the exec, you know, Vader's Super Star Destroyer. Then yeah. I built the regular Star Destroyer, you know, and these were. 4,000, you know, 3,500 to 4,000 pieces. Yep. Um, took approximately anywhere from like 25 to 30 hours. The Death Star took like 30 just because it's so um, unsteady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's a really hard build. Um, so we, we both started rebuilding all of his sets. And rebuilding and rebuilding to the point that there were sets everywhere. My daughter started building some. My niece started building some. Everybody's building sets. And and finally, his wife, Thea, said, look, it's time. You know, they had a 12 by 17 room in their basement. Their whole basement's refinished. But it had this old shag carpet and the walls were yellow and the room had taken water once because they kind of lived on a sloped hill. Mm -hmm. So my company first order, I came in and we had to start from outside because the room took water. So I brought in a team to dig out the foundation, reseal it. You know, repack it, regrade the dirt, French drain systems, everything so that the room wouldn't take water anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I ripped the floors up, 
I painted it and then I put down a new floor and then I brought in uh, good friends of mine, Ian Henry and Chris Wilson from True Fit Contracting that built these custom shelves to wrap this room. So the shelves, they're four tiers, 24 inches, 16 inches, eight inches and four inches thinking mini kits, you know, a little bigger, a little bigger, and then the mega builds. Um, so right now we built somewhere around 300 sets and the room's full and we still have about 200 to go. Mm. Um, the room came out so good. His wife was so happy. She greenlit phase two and three. So we're doing more shelves in the next part of the basement. Um, Same deal, four tiers. Because it got to the point, TJ, that we had to, you know, there's so many doubles and re-releases because it's Star Wars and they're bastards about their collecting. And they'll be like, oh, these suckers will buy it again. And we do. So, you know, there's three sand crawlers and 19 different TIE fighters and four different Anakin pod racers. So... We had to start selecting which ones were the best ones to mm-hmm. build for the look. And uh, so we don't have any doubles in there aside from the AT-ATs because we built a full-scale Hoth battle oh. with four yeah, four AT-ATs, the entire base, like six snow speeders, tauntauns. It's insane. Um, there's a full Endor battle with ATSTs, the works, and uh, it's nuts, man. So, yeah, we got another 200 sets to go, and it's, oh, God, is it beautiful. So you kind of answered, like, all the other questions within that statement, except one. What is your favorite piece that you have done? Um, wow, my favorite one out of all of those? Yes. I'll tell you what, that, that Vader Superstar Destroyer is beautiful. Okay. It's about four and a half feet long, 23 and three quarter inches across. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's beautiful. That's my favorite one in there. But uh, yep. to see it in person, TJ, and to see, you know, all the collector series that are, you know, he has that Millennium Falcon that was like the monster of all monsters, the collector's box, you know. Yes. And we have the glass display case coming in in a few weeks that the Millennium Falcon will be on top. The regular Star Destroyer will be in the case. And then Vader Star Destroyer will be the bottom shelf of the case because we got a six foot by two foot deep display case coming. It is. (laughs) So, yeah, man. That's great. Uh, So that's it for the interview portion. So I'm going to just. The rest of the show, we're going to go off, go over normal stuff, and you're going to be my podcast co-host for the day. Uh, I like it. Yes. Go for it. Yes. So our first topic, it's time to buckle up, baby, uh, for our first news topic. It's Kylo Ren's costume rumors. Uh, this is from uh, Star Wars Newsnet. Uh, let's let this bitch load up. I don't know why it's taking forever. Okay. I saw him, man. It, it, is it just me, or does it just look the same but darker? His helmet has cracks through it. Well, yeah, it's because he beat the shit yeah. out of it off a wall. But the thing is, is <laughs> uh, 
So not too long ago, the article reads, not too long ago we covered an article concerning a massive haul of Star Wars Episode Nine concept art. But now it's starting to look like some Galaxy's Edge concept art. So they got that wrong, of course, because nobody fucking knows what they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> may have been mixed in there as well. So see, the hot rumor has been the Episode Nine version. Literally, all we can do is speculate. That's what 90% of our shows are. It's okay, we got a little bit of information. Let's speculate for the next 40 minutes. Uh <laughs> It's <laughs> like, what the fuck do we know? Uh, other than nothing. Yeah, unless we know it's from Lucasfilm's mouth, you know? Uh, which which you never know. Like, everybody says, yeah. oh, this is this is from the source, and it's complete bullshit. <laughs> let's do it, though. Go yeah. on. Uh, and then uh, later that was confirmed. That was con- the very concept art leak. However, there was also an image of Kylo Ren with his normal undamaged mask mixed in there, which makes... Kind of no sense, but if it's for, like, Galaxy's Edge, maybe. Uh, earlier today, Yakface managed to snag some images that appeared on Hasbro's official website showcasing various First Order troopers alongside their Supreme Leader. Aside from the Mountain Trooper, which appears to be made from Star... Which, which appears to be made for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and functionally an updated design based on the similar soldiers seen in Solo. Oh, they're range troopers, but First Order. And Commander Pyre from Resistance. We also have Kylo Ren in his most Darth Vader-like outfit yet. I like it. Uh, so I'm looking at these pictures here. And... Where are you at on those pictures? I know you sent them to me today. Where did they go? They're on the uh, link to the article. They're right on, They're right there. Uh, okay. I see the Mountain Trooper. Like they said, it looks like a Range Trooper without the big magnetic legs. Uh, yeah, pretty much this set comes with the Mountain Trooper, Kylo Ren, uh, Commander Pyre, and a mouse droid. I like it. <laughs> One of the comments is, what the fuck is a Mountain Trooper? <laughs> yeah, we'd like to know too, guys. We'd like to know too. The same, the same thing as Assault Trooper. Yes. Move on. <laughs> so if you compare the appearance of Kylo Ren in the images seen above to the somewhat blurred concept art seen below... A fan made a fan made recreation of the concept art scene below left. Okay. It, while the costume for the toy doesn't match up one to one to the concept art that leaks for Episode Nine, it's more closely resembles the outfit seen in the Last Jedi. So, in a way, it's new. In a way, it's not because I feel like they're really pushing Galaxy's Edge right now, and they're gonna wait till Celebration to really. Uh, start pushing out episode nine stuff. That's just my, what I think. What yeah, think? I agree, man. But dude, how about galaxy's edge? I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with a roller coaster through an at at's legs. I'm, I'm all right with that. Well, <laughs> luckily for you, the rest of the show is literally about galaxy's edge. Uh, right. <laughs> so let's get back to topic. Yes. <laughs> An image of the new, t- the new look, the new look in the tie fighter at star Wars galaxy's edge has surfaced online, which it's literally a fucking landed tie fighter. There's going to be pictures, people. It's going to be huge. Uh, <laughs> there are yeah. many are speculating might be the new tie enchilon that the creative executive in charge of the Galaxy's Edge, Scott Trowbridge, recently uh, described recently. Uh, it kind of looks like a mutant between a TIE fighter and Kylo Ren shuttle with a hint of Vader. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at the picture of that fucking thing. Jesus Christ. It's the second, ar- it's the second article we have in the show notes. Just, just click on it. There's a picture of this ship. It literally is amazing. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, the elite's squad from the First Order has arrived on a new ship, the TIE Echelon, which has a cockpit similar to Kylo Ren's Batwing shuttle, but the curved foils of Darth Vader's TIE advanced. Oh, my. 
This is cool. So where the TIE fighter is parked, it is an awesome TIE fighter. Uh, a brand new TIE fighter that nobody has ever seen before, and they've hinted that you're going to see the TIE fighter in a new movie. I am guessing episode nine. It's a really cool design. It combines if you could – yeah, they already said that. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely a really cool design for this TIE fighter. Uh, but I just don't understand like – no, I do understand. Do you think this might be like a Supreme Leader's like transport ship? I mean, it must be like you gotta you gotta up the ante a bit for these new guys, you know. And even for Kylo coming in, like, can't use the same old chip, man. Like, let's step it up. Absolutely. Darth fight, Darth Vader's tie advance times one. That's <laughs> so cool, man. Uh, this whole park is gonna be crazy. It is. The only problem that I see occurring is it being dick to ass for a while. <laughs> like and oh, the, oh too many people yeah like i see like the next article and like i see a picture of like a dad and his daughter walking towards the millennium falcon bro let's not kid here okay there's never gonna be a fucking shot that it's just you walking towards this alone because i guarantee oh, no. that everyone and their neck bearded sister is gonna be fucking walking towards that motherfucker trying to get a picture and it's gonna like, be crowded like, How do we get in the cockpit? Right? It's a six-hour wait, <laughs> and and you and I will be like, okay, <laughs> flash that press badge, get the fuck in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. Like, I'm gonna go in February probably, mm -hmm. and yeah, like you said, dick the ass all day long. Like, it is gonna be awful. Yes, but and I, it'll ahead. all be worth it whenever you drink that blue milk. I, I was really excited when I read that in the article that they're going to be serving it. Are you, like, are you going to get robes upon arrival? Say that again. Are robes you gonna, upon arrival? Jedi robes. Uh, probably not. No? Like, no, listen. Listen, here's, here's like another thing with me. I don't dress up, mm. but I rock out something, you know, a shirt, piece of swag that Ain't nobody else got. <laughs> Hypothetically know, speaking, if someone were to send you a do-back shirt, you'd rock that shit, right? Oh, totally. Okay. Totally. How do you feel Absolutely. about the new design, by the way, the new uh, logo? Dude, I like everything <laughs> about this site, man. Like, you know, yeah. I just, I found, you know, you guys found me after the Lego room was completed. Mm -hmm. And like, it's awesome, man. Thank you. You know, we're fanboys, dude. But then, yes. you know, I'm floating around your other ones. It's, it's fantastic. Like, I love... <laughs> I love horror. I love Game of Thrones. Like I'm a dude. I'm a nerd. Yeah, and I'm and I'm grateful. And that's what <laughs> and that's the things that I want you to get whenever you go to my website is like what I call the Trinity, and that's horror, comics, and Star Wars to me. Uh, <laughs> and that's what the logo represents is there's Jason's machete, there's Thor's hammer, and then at the bottom there's the Falcon, and it's there being a big circle around it because it comes full circle. That's my Trinity, and that's what yeah, my company man. stands for is my fandom, me being a nerd and everything that I love. And that's why we have those different podcasts is because I just can't express my fandom with just Star Wars is I have to express my love for horror i have to express my love for this for the superheroes whether that be marvel or dc whatever the fuck that is depending on my day uh yeah man god <laughs> but back to galaxy's edge if you've ever been curious about the details on upcoming star wars galaxy's edge expansion 
will open in Disneyland and Walt Disney World this year. Today is your day. Last night, we received our Resistance broadcast interview with Clayton Sandell of ABC News, who had a chance to tour the land recently. So we're looking at pictures here. And like I said, there's a picture of the guy walking towards the... Uh, the Falcon. Now let's Why talk about Falcon. the let's talk about the diversity in this photo. Not only <laughs> is it a little girl, but she's a little black girl. And let's just say this is going to trigger some of them alt rights. Uh, and I'll tell you that because they do not like diversity. People, they do not like diversity. All they're going to see that, and it's going to be. But I also seen a Photoshop image, like I was telling you, like dick to ass. Someone photoshopped about a million of those red shirt fuckers in there. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's literally popular. Yeah, because they do, and they're picturing there's six people and, and four stormtroopers. Yeah, right. Also, do the people not in costume look completely out of place, or is it just me? <laughs> like, if you go, if you, I clicked on the photo, right? So I'm looking at it on the big screen, and it literally yeah. looks like they were just photoshopped in there. <laughs> like, yeah, this doesn't even look like a real shot of it. Uh-uh. I think that's art. It is. That's straight up art. Like, <laughs> but now when that guy did the tour, he was up on it, wasn't he? Because yeah. I saw shots where he was like standing in front of it, of the cockpit, like from outside. I thought uh, I saw one of those. Hold on. There, the, you can go in. I think it's part of the Millennium Falcon ride. Dude, those fish tacos look like ass from that bar, from the Blue Milk Toronto wraps. What? That looks oh. like straight Rancor dick. Oh, so here's some of the beverage stuff. <laughs> this article delves into the food and the beverage options that will be available for guests coming to Galaxy's Edge. You know, you expect like really crazy fucking weird shit. And I hope some of it will be food that you've seen in the movie, such as blue and green milk. Right from the titty, baby. <laughs> right from the titty. That better be a thing. Like hot day fucking Galaxy's Edge. Go over and squeeze this titty right in your mouth. Like, <laughs> Dude, Luke took that like a boss. Right? He was- just milk that yak thing. Got it on his beard and everything. I mean, I mean, is there any other way that you know you're doing it right? <laughs> I have teats. Can you milk me? <laughs> Can you milk me, Greg? Can you milk me? <laughs> oh, that fucking scene. I got the reference. Uh, reflect yeah, the various creatures in the worlds of Star Wars, such as Cadu ribs and a Felucia salad. That's so cool. That's so cool. Dude. Oh, my God. Uh, StarWars.com has more information on this sort of stuff, but then they show you some animatronics. And I saw a leaked animatronic that it might be Haldo from uh, Rebels and Clone Wars. You know uh, you know who okay. Hondo, Hondo is, not Haldo. Hondo. Eh, he's, like a, he's like a dirty pirate. Like you said, you didn't watch much of the animation stuff. <laughs> oh, getting a call. There we go. Nope. Okay. Uh, not right now, I'm not. That's right. Uh <laughs> Then they show the aliens, droids, and stuff, and it's kind of like a, a picture, but we see a Wampa chilling in the side there. Uh, Dude. I see a crate dragon skeleton on the roof. What else do we see here? Uh, well, didn't they use – I read in this that they're using the robot from Star Tours is like doing it again is like the the host. What I saw, was, what I saw was I, what I said, the Hondo character from Rebels. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like that's the best route because he's like kids already know who he is and uh, he's really he's really energetic. Uh, he's like the drunk pirate that you love. Uh, mm. But like I said, in this picture, I see like the crate dragon skeleton up above. I see the, the, the stuffed wampa uh, and there's various other things If the picture was bigger and the higher quality. We'd probably be able to see all the little nuances and stuff like uh, I see like maybe yeah. that's a Minox skeleton or something up there on the top left. Uh there's just a lot. This is a treasure trove of a photo, something that you guys 
you know, there's no point in talking about it on a podcast because you guys can't see it. But like I said, everything's on Star Wars uh, Newsnet and uh, StarWars.com. Uh, then there's a shot from inside the Falcon. You see that uh, what's that Hollow Chess game? Is that what it's just called? It's just called Hollow Chess. Uh, there's a name for it. I know. What you, ah, fuck. Um. It's really uh, weird. It's okay, that's that's for my lore boys. I don't know specifics. I have so much I I do. What's <laughs> the game that you always let the Wookiee win, folks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Comment down below. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, that scene in uh, Solo where they're playing it, mm-hmm. and, he, and he tries to knock off the pieces. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that shower scene real quick. <laughs> I cracked up so hardcore. Like that's Dude. how good of bros they are. <laughs> Dude, they, they have such a tough bromance. Like, Dude, when 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 Han got the lightsaber through his chest, like and like, let's face Chewy it, cries. <laughs> Chewbacca was the first one to actually hit a Sith Lord with a blaster, right? In these movies, and he fucked him up, and it was like yeah. a straight up death pop. He was like, yeah. "Map, <laughs> like, awesome, yes, awesome." So we got some uh, costumes uh, to wrap up the show here. Uh, from what we see, it just uh, it looks basic. Uh, First Order, basic resistance, brown on brown with the vest. First order, typical first order shit that you'd expect. Then there's another picture here, brown, brown on green on with the blue vest and the blue hat. Again, very, yeah. very typical modern Star Wars Resistance type looking people. Uh, but then again, this is what you expect to be walking around because this yeah. Galaxy's Edge is supposed to be a uh, first order era Resistance first order base. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, Look at this next one. It's it's Raiden meets Resistance. Oh my god, it is. And, and, and it kind of looks like the uh, the Constable Zuvio hat, almost. And then yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, here's a first look at the costumes. Disney exclaimer tweets out here. Again, very uh, Star Wars hairstyles. Very uh, Star Wars his clothes. I don't know what the fuck with the Resistance and vests are, but. <laughs> Like, it's just a thing. We got to wear these fucking winter vests everywhere. Uh, that was very yeah, prevalent dude. in, uh, in uh, Rogue One also. Did you notice that? Like, Cassian's wearing a fucking vest. Yeah, like, dude. You getting cold? I don't know, man. I don't know if, if uh, how into that I am with the vests all the time. Like, literally every single photo has a vest in it. Dude, like, look at the next one down with just the mannequins. It yep. looks like a Conway West, you know, fashion Oh, it show. does. Like, what's like, with the this parka? Is our, this is our Jeezy Resistance collection, yo. <laughs> I feel like the one in the middle. I want to say the mannequin. With fo- the, the yellow sec- scarf? Yeah, that looks like a Jin Erso costume. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the, the one below that, the guy in the middle, looks like he'd be selling uh, space <laughs> space newspapers on the corner. Yeah, 50, this, uh, 50 like credits, 50 credits. on the roof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the one on the left that kind of looks like the poncho from Endor. Yeah. Yes. It's it's a little um. It's just yeah, a little yeah, yellow. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And then again, they ruin it again on the right with the vest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like are they wearing stockings? Like what is going on? I don't know. But then again, you also got to think it's going to be hot. So some of these people might have like uh, capris on and shorts. Yeah, 
And did you know I, that? But you know the, the cult, like the significance, the historical significance of Batu. Go ahead. It is the first time that Grand Admiral Thrawn met Anakin Skywalker during the Clone Wars. <laughs> Dude, yeah. how sick would it be? Can, are we allowed to like slide topic here to um, what the Game of Thrones guys are going to do with their yes. trilogy? I just want to cover one more thing. Uh, the name tags. Okay, let's did go. You, did you see the name tags? No. Look at the name tag at the very bottom of the article. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Not only is it in English, but it's also in Arabic. And look at the name. I love it. It's Josh. Everybody, it's Josh. Of course it is. What a perfect perfect way. Okay, now you want to talk about D.B. Weiss and uh, Benahoff. So, yeah. What do you what do you want to talk about that? What are you thinking? I'm what, saying what? here's what I want. Here's what I want, not what I'm thinking. Uh, what I want is high action, good storytelling like they give with the Game of Thrones. But I want them to do what Ryan Johnson plans on doing. Do a part of the galaxy that has yet to be explored. I want fresh characters. I want Well, yeah. Yeah, I I don't want any I don't want anything recycled. I want the Hell no. No. Uh, I think it's good what they're doing now, but eventually it's going to get to the, this horse has been beaten way too long. And I think breathing in fresh air, kind of like they did with uh, last Jedi, uh, will be the best thing. So what I want is a new band of characters for me to fall in love with. Uh, I definitely want to see a relationship similar to Hans and Chewie's, but not exactly kind of like, uh, Zeb's and Kanan's almost, or from rebels. Uh, but I, I expect something fresh, and I expect something amazing from them. I just because I know I've seen their work before. I'm not the biggest Game of Thrones guy, but I've I've watched a season or two, and I know what what's going on. Did you see that season eight trailer or what, dude? Of course <laughs> I did. This last oh season is just gonna be fucking. His his balls are gonna be out, and it's just gonna be balls to the wall. Like, dude, it's it's going to be sick. And I got two words of what I want from those guys to do with their trilogy. OK. Old Republic. Right. Like, KOTOR. Let's. Shit. Yeah. Let's go. Yes. Like, I want to see Jedi Trials. I want to see original Sith Lords. You Who know? would play All Revan? Right. Oh, my God. Who would play Revan? Wow. Okay, here's it a better question. Be somebody ridiculous. Who would dude, play like. who would play Thrawn? Benedict Cumberpatch. He'd be amazing, and so would Christoph Waltz. Okay. Yeah. What what about but the Benedict, guy that played Loki? Uh I don't know, man. He's like worn Loki for so long. I, I don't know. I think Benedict Cumberpatch would be the best mainly because of his accent and he would bring cadence to the, uh, to Thrawn's speech. And that's something that really makes Thrawn is the sunken in red eyes and the way that he talks, like he's not going to hurt you, but he will fucking hurt everyone that you love and everyone that you've ever known. Yeah. Thrawn was twisted, man. So I'd like to see that, but I would love a Revan and Malak story. I, I think that would just be ridiculous. I mean, I, that's, and do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. No, I don't think we're going to reuse stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, with those guys, with the medieval that they've got in their background with, with GOT, then 
Oh, dude. My TJ. Oh, an old Republic story yes. and just rocking the shit out of it. Like, you want to throw him on a dragon? Go ahead. Throw him on a dragon, whatever. Like, let's go. You know, Hell but yeah. badass, like beginnings of like a real Sith army that all have powers, you know, that all have the force that, you know, are all going through, all going through their trials just the way the Jedi are. Mm hmm. That's where it's at, man. Hell yeah. That I, I, what what have you heard on the Ryan Johnson trilogy? Anything? Uh, pre-pro. Uh, it's in pre-pro. And uh, he's writing it with the, with the same guy that he did TLJ with, I believe. And we're getting three movies. So like yeah. I said, it's, it's, on, it's in pre-pro right now. So we're probably looking at a 2021 or a 2022 release uh, for the first okay. movie. Uh, and it's not nothing's going to be direct to uh, Disney Plus. From what I can see, it's just going to be mainly television shows, such as the Obi Wan Kenobi series, uh, the well, the long rumored Obi Wan Kenobi series, the Mandalorian, and the Cassian Andor prequel series are all announced. Plus, the new season of Clone Wars, Yeet Skate, Don't Call Me Pete. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited wow. about that Clone Wars, though. Uh, but we have so much content coming, so that's. At least six movies that we're aware of and three television shows. Dude. With a new season. I can't wait to see what Favreau did with this. I'm Uh, really pumped, And the cool thing is, is if you looked, every episode has a special guest director, including Thor Ragnarok director Taika Waititi. Ooh, that was really good, too. And Dave Filoni directing his first live action stuff with, uh, with this show. So we're going to have that Dave Filoni flair with that John Favreau writing. Did you know John Favreau voiced uh, Rio Durant in Solo? The monkey guy? I read it somewhere. He's like in everything, man. Yes. You can't even keep up with him. It's incredible. <laughs> I love that character. I have a Funko Pop, a Black Series, and my Solo display. And yeah, I think that's one of the only Rio things I have. My big thing from Solo that I picked up was right after the lawsuit, after they had stolen the the title like the print art from uh that artist in france yes yes. i picked up the double-sided international big daddy like the 4860 poster um because i got an alert that there was a lawsuit so i immediately went online and bought that hell yeah so that's like my biggest one from solo but then uh yeah man i picked up some cool sets that were like the die cast sets like super cheap at the Disney store. Like there was a Disney outlet over here outside of Philly and I got them for like 10 bucks. And uh, so I got some cool sets out of that and some really good Kylo. Excellent. Uh, yeah, man. I have a Vandor Chewy from Solo. I got, it was, it was a Target exclusive nice. and I picked it up on an eBay find for 28 bucks free shipping. Nice. Uh, he won't fit in my solo display, but damn, does he look good next to my uh, Job of the Hut? Uh, <laughs> nice. He's a, he's a towering motherfucker. He stands above all of them. But that's it, Josh. That's that's your podcast experience with me. Uh, I hope I did okay, man. You did incredible. We would love to have you on again uh, in the future. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming, and uh, can I expect you at Steel City Con in April? No, no. My April's booked. Ah, okay. It's too bad too, because. Oh, who are they getting this year that I saw? <laughs> I was like, oh, William shit. fucking Shatner. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck him. 
Um, <laughs> all, all respect to Star Trek, you yes. know, like good shit, but nah, it was, um, it's not the wars. Let's be honest, guys. It's not yeah. the Star Wars. <laughs> no, it's really not, man. I love the remakes though. JJ's Star Wars. I thought they were all really good. Agreed. Um, but, uh, I don't know. They had some 80 stars that are going to be there that I was like, Ooh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Just be funny to see him. Did you see that Carl Weathers and Nick Nolte are in The Mandalorian? What? Carl Weathers? Carl Weathers is part of the group. The band of brother is like part of the Mandalorian's group. And Nick Nolte is voicing an Ugnaught that controls a carbon freezing chamber. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine that voice coming out of an Ugnaught, though? And it's Nick Nolte. Yeah. They should get him and Gary Busey. Right? Be really happy. Have you seen Gary Busey lately? Oh my God, he looks so bad. Dude, he he looks got so the shit bad. out of him, man. Life has kicked him in the face, but has kept money in his bank account. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's right. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, he looks like shit. <laughs> but uh, that is it for this episode of the Do Back Discussion Podcast. Uh, this is your host TJ Bowser signing off. Josh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. So. Just as we're going to end the show, my friend SP Flash, as he goes by the rap name of, well, hip-hop name, whatever you want to call this these days. I call it music, whatever it is. Uh, uh-huh. I told him that I'd play it at the end of the show. Uh, it's about two minutes long. Uh, so if you like modern hip-hop, that's not mumble. Uh, this is for you. Uh-huh. 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 Game shit. Uh-huh. Hey. Hey. Hey, I put that pressure up on the nigga, that's how I be type shit. Come through 3 a.m., we on that creep type shit. I put that pump up on the nigga, he can't breathe type shit. Make it fight for his life, and then we leave that bitch. She like flash, grab my head, why you beat my shit? I told that little hoe, stop playing, come and eat this dick. Fuck her good and kick her out, then we leave that bitch. Hell yeah, I eat puss, but I can't eat your shit. Say if he pop off, my niggas come through and blow your top off like hot sauce. My niggas come through and knock the block off, nigga, ask me who I was. Flash out daughter, I'm the top of bad bitch I ain't wear rubber, get that whole car fuck that bitch face I had to get that whole lock, I got the oodles and noodles And Cheetos mixed it with the hot sauce, you a hot too If you fucking with the hot dog, catch them late, heart attack Then my niggas left some shots, I'm gang, gang let me get that AK, nigga, uh. Nigga diss me, you get smoked in the same day, nigga, uh. I got some shooters out here shooting like Ray Ray, nigga, uh. If they throw them bands, they go nuts, pay day, nigga, uh. When I got that chopper, I'm a great nigga, uh. I'm the side, nigga, I fuck up more than the main, nigga, uh. If I get them out that body, they ain't gonna play with you, uh. If you talk down on me, ain't shit to say to you, uh. And I got that 22, get really no gay, nigga, uh. Got that chopper by my side, that shit to say, niggas, uh. I'm a real flash, no, I can't say, bitches, uh. And you switched up? No, we can't save niggas on. Uh. Niggas ain't wanna hop that way, so let that wave let them on. Uh. Shoot them like a pick, crop them out the frame, nigga. Uh. Niggas speeding through the highway in your lane, nigga. Uh. Uh, I'm in your lane, nigga. Uh. I put that pressure up on the nigga, right? The more you got, the more the job get done quicker, right? I got that green up on me, call me crook tonight. Call my side bitch, cause my main bitch get no dick tonight. If you fuck a good, she get a little thicker, right? Uh-huh. She give out good head, I might just bust a little quicker, right? Oh yeah, hey, I might just bust a little quicker, right? Uh-huh. I call my side bitch, cause my main bitch get no dick tonight on gang.